0: Sports Station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hope you had a great weekend. Happy Fat Tuesday. It's Dukes and Bell. Mardi Gras underway. Mm. Uh, We were talking when we started the show today what we might be trying to give up. Now, um, you said
1: you were going to give up what? Yeah, I want to give up fast food, but the problem is Moe's is my most... Definitions fast food. Mm. I mean, you still got to walk in. There is a drive-through for the Moser locations, but you know, still the guy's preparing it. But again, they're preparing burgers. Yeah, it's fast food. I guess I lose that argument. I I hate to give up Mose. It's my go-to. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's easy. I know. Quick. Yeah. Good. That's why we live (laughs) for a fast food nation. We live for this stuff. (laughs) All right, all right. Mose is out. Sorry, Mose. To my guy downstairs, I will try it today, starting today, and we'll see. Squidbill is already rolling his eyes behind the glass because he knows where this is going. A man with no discipline attempts something that requires discipline for 40 days
0: yeah it's tough Uh, i was i was talking about sugar and the more i thought about how much it was in my life because i got to thinking about this earlier today and i was like "Mm." and then i was like all right how about chicken like fried chicken no fried chicken okay i could do that because i don't eat it that often when i eat it as it's like once every now and then and i devour it and then i was thinking about mike uh all right cocktails then you brought up the fact that you know saint patty's day is coming up and you're like yeah right in the middle of this thing i'll be rolling it's not about giving up cocktails that's easy for me but then everybody else is one. Hey, you want to drink the neighbors? Everybody. <sighs> I've
1: told the story a million times to you. My father used to give up booze for Lent. Now, not his whole life, for the last couple of years, and he still died at fifty-one. But he gave up booze for Lent. Carl, as my mom used to say, your father gives up alcohol. And we all suffer for it. Because yeah, exactly. he was miserable. Like, please, Dad, just have a, have a little game. Just, take, the, take the edge off. Come on. What do you
0: say? I was having a drink in my car, kids. Yeah, I. Uh, so we'll, we'll figure it out. But we'll tell you what we're going to try to give up. Meanwhile, um, coming up here in about 20 minutes, we're going to talk about uh, one brave that needs to show up big this season. And part of it is he hadn't played well the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, he played better at the end of last season, but – He's got some work to do. And him owning what the problem has been, I thought, was a revelation. We're going to get into that in 20 minutes here on Dukes and Bell. Hit us up, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Sir James is getting a lot of response about his do what you want at home mm-hmm. if you're in the NBA. But if you're on the road, do not load manage. You're right. cheating Us, I agree with you, and I think it's a reasonable solution. We're going to see if the NBA really addresses it. They got a new CBA, they got to come up
1: and get done here with about a month. And a couple of guys hit us up on the text line, and they look, they agree, no one likes this. Everybody wants to see the stars play, and it is really, you can look it up. Now we're making this up. We're not lost. Carl and I haven't lost our memory to the prism of 30 years ago. You can go online and see how many games Michael Jordan played or Kobe played or anybody else. It's just, how do you with the new CBA? put performance and game game played into the contract when this thing has kind of gotten so far down the road, I think there'd be pushback from the union on
0: it. Yeah, I do too. I think no one thought this was going to become such an issue, so it wasn't a big deal. And, And you know what happened in the NBA? Everybody do the right thing. Right. Everybody, at least coaches the players, they'll do the right thing. And then everybody's not doing the right well,
1: thing. Well, I mean, real quick, I know we got to get to the Blitz, but the one example for here in Atlanta, yeah, you're a player. I mean, you're a fan. You want to see your players play for your home team. Trey, the game which, you know, you were on vacay, but you had tickets. I was doing the show with Triple. It was a Nets game. It was a big game. I believe ESPN was here. It was a big national game. And that was the game where Trey had the calf contusion. Yeah, we which, were there. Calf bruise. Yeah. That's what a contusion is, right? I mean. And it's hard for most people to get around that one. And that's where, you know, oh, you pile on Trey. No, it just it seemed like a weak sauce excuse on a really big game against a conference opponent. That was we the definitely game. need
0: a break. Well, you got one. That was the game where the kid sat next to me and he was like, is Trey playing? And I was like, hold on, he'll be out here in a minute. Give him a second, kid. He'll be. He's coming. And then the game started. And he was like, I don't see Trey. I was like, well, and now I'm making excuses. Well, maybe he's, he's getting taped up. And then he comes out after, and the kid's like, he's on the bench. And I'm like, yeah, but he's not dressed up. Yeah.
1: And that's a game where DeJounte did the best he could. And that's where I've asked the question to you, and you said it, just it ain't the way it works. In the NBA, either you dress and you play or you don't. You don't see a guy like in the NFL play play 20 plays or try to give it a go. They just either do or they don't.
0: All right, guys, more to get to. Uh, find out what Brave we're talking about here in 20 minutes. Right now, let's get to an NFL blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. It is Franchise Tag Day. At least the window opens. Doesn't mean that teams will do it today necessarily, but teams can use the Franchise Tag or Transition Tag between now, okay, starting at 4 p.m. through March 8th, and any player who receives the tag will be eligible to continue negotiating a long-term deal with their team through Mm. July 15th. So you get tagged between now and the 8th of March. It just simply means we're going to continue to work on a long-term deal. You just don't get to talk to anyone else. Correct. Now, what do you do if you're the Falcons? Because there's only one guy, and it's Caleb McGarry. Mm. If you want to resign him, and whether he is the third or fourth best tackle, the fact is he's one of the best tackles available. Right. And he's your guy. Do you franchise tag him, knowing that if you can't work out a long-term deal, he's going to make $18 million this year? Now, for many of you, it may not sound like much, but I don't know if Caleb McGarry is an $18 million player, and now you're paying him the top five average of his position.
1: I don't think he's that. Yeah, he's not a pro bowler, but he is because, as you said, every year in free, we see it. We watch teams. Oh, my God, so-and-so paid. How much for who? But that's the way if you have a need and the need is a tackle – there are only four or five guys that have starting experience that are in their prime, i.e. they're not on the wrong side of 30. And that's why McGarry would get that kind of coin. That's why it's funny. The, the 49ers free agent, same position, is just a slightly better version based on scouting. But, you know, it's it, that's why we may just have to bite the bullet. I think, I get you know what my gut tells me? What's that? We will sign a deal to McGarry. McGary will get a contract.
0: He'll get a contract. Yeah.
1: That's what my gut tells me. If they sign him for four for 50, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 almost you and me. Can, can, I'm see, good, yes. Man, you know what, Dansby? Call up McGarry and ask him to give a hometown discount. Yeah. Of course, you don't get the hometown discount when you don't pick up the fifth year option, yeah. And the, the other part of this is uh,
0: because offensive linemen are set at such a premium for, for teams around the league, it's not just the good teams, there will be somebody that the team that has money, okay. We're in a position where we have money, we'll be able to offer. Maybe more. And so this becomes now a situation where you know if you're McGarry, you can probably go for somewhere else Mm. and and get more. If you're the Falcons, Mike, there's two plans here, guys. Franchise tag him to Mike's point. You work out a deal. You give him four years, whatever the value is, and you keep it moving. Or you don't. Mm. And, Mike, part of your draft plan is we're going to go get another offensive tackle in this draft, and we're going to do it fairly early. We're not going to wait. If you feel like Ritter's your guy, we're not
1: worried about quarterback. Right. So, you can do this fairly early. Now, again, Fontenot is not uh, Thomas, uh, and we understand that. But the last time we went with an offensive lineman first round, 2019 with Chris Lindstrom. And uh, we did uh, then go back into the final or next to last pick to get Caleb McGarry. So, that was a commitment to offensive line. But since then, it's been mostly skilled position players.
0: All right. That is uh, the situation. By the way, any quarterback that you hear gets franchised like Daniel Jones. That's $32 million if they can't work out a long-term deal. Running backs at $10 million. So if you franchise Saquon Barkley, $10 million, That's what he's going to get this season if you can't work out a long-term and deal. They, and I think
1: they have to because if you're going to stick with that quarterback, the only way that quarterback does anything is with that guy behind him. I agree. Um, quarterback's more important, so they
0: probably franchise Daniel Jones and then just pay Oof.
1: Saquon Barkley. Boy, is that the definition of tagging somebody and holding your nose while you do it? Because he's finally stepped up, but he's been the bare minimum. It is. Uh, and just to put this in perspective,
0: the O-line, right, across the board, like if you franchise a guy, it's $18 million. And, again, top five of the, the best salaries, top five salaries. Corner <laughs> is also 18. Hmm. So the best corners, Bradbury, one of these right. guys that you might want to try to keep, you're going to franchise tag him, and at least he's getting $18 million, But more than likely, the corners, the best corners right. in the league, Mike, we've seen it. They're getting twenty-five or more
1: now. So I know a lot of guys. Squid Billy brought this up back before the season was over. Deron Payne was one of those guys we thought might be a nice fit, defensive tackle. Just to give you an idea, of what you're paying for for defensive tackles, to your point, is the same kind of money—eighteen million dollars. That's that the franchise tag is for DTs. For him, yeah, because he's one of the top. There's right. no doubt he's going to command twenty million a year. There's no doubt right. about That's, it. This is the bare minimum for your franchise tag. No, no. We're going to have, a, next year, somebody will have a new franchise tag number based on how much these guys all get raises in free agency.
0: Let's hear Joel Corey. He's a capologist. He was on our morning show talking about Caleb McGarry and whether or not he believes he's going to, to uh, receive the franchise tag. I don't think you franchise them because an $18 million franchise tag is more than his uh, multi-year market value. You try to get a deal done. The fifth-year option for $13.202 million was rightfully turned down. Um, last year, the most recent data point in the marketplace for right tackles is Jack Conklin's fifteen million per year extension he signed right before the end of the regular season uh, with the Browns. So something along those lines would probably make sense for him, and you could have a much lower cap number than you would have on a franchise tag or even the fifth year option. He's not playing on. Four for fifty. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's why you pay this, you're overpaying. And if you give him
1: this per year on a four-year deal, you're definitely overpaying. See, the thing is if you give Gary that money, you've also got to think about the fullback or running back's gonna be behind him, chipping the guy that he's trying to block. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's also when you're in pass when you're in pass protection. See, that's that's why I have a hard time signing off on that. You know?
0: I uh Mike, I don't know. Turtle, maybe Bo, you guys know. Is Aaron Rodgers out of this closet thing? He's out? It's, it's been, been at least four he, days. Is he alive? Do we know? Not to use a biblical reference, do they roll the rock out and see if he's still there? Is, is he is he okay? Has he been? Has he? Somebody witnessed Aaron Rodgers. What well, we're we're all waiting to see is if he's going to mm. make an appearance on Pat McAfee. Yes. All right. So okay, we'll see re- probably tomorrow. Right. Well, the reason why I bring it up, he did his darkness retreat. Yes. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Bob McGinn, who's been covering the Packers for a long time, this is what he said about Green Bay and Rodgers. He thinks this relationship is over
1: my own instincts and knowing the NFL and knowing what what happens after all these defeats and discussions with someone who just first-hand knowledge of this organization's of the Packers uh, internal debates that they are done with Rodgers that that's the way it is right now that he's not coming back i mean they're disgusted with him and <laughs> they're done with him and they're moving on and this is going to involve money and a trade partner and all kinds of things but I'm totally convinced he will not be their starting quarterback this year. Wow. And again, this isn't a guy in California. This is a guy in Wisconsin talking about this team he covers. Disgusted with him? Maybe disgusted with all the over-the-top mm-hmm.
0: antics, right? that That's maybe what he's talking about. I don't know how you can be disgusted with the guy who won the MVP
1: two years ago mm-hmm. twice, but... All this stuff that you have to deal with, Mike, it gets old. Well, he made them go get Randall Cobb and because, you know, he wasn't really sold on the wide receiver core. He always has some – there's always a project player, a tight end or somebody he always wants around. I mean, it's hard when you – if you're being just cold and analytical about it, just look at the facts – you blew your window with those two NFC championships. And now it's diminishing returns. And then last year, with the season on the line, he couldn't make the throws you need him to. He made those mistakes. Against the 49ers, Aaron Rodgers did not generate the, the magic you needed in the, in the divisional loss two years ago. So do you do you say, let him be the Jets' problem, and we'll go bank some picks, and we'll get back to work? Yeah. I, I, it might not be the worst idea.
0: No. Um, and they, here's the
1: re- other reason. I mean, we're, we're kind of talking
0: about one's one-sided. You're going to pay Aaron what he's making, and you're also going to pick up the fifth-year option Mm. for Love and pay him $20 million? You're telling me you're paying $70 million for quarterbacks? It doesn't make any sense, Mike. makes no sense. I get the Aaron contract, which is why Mm. McGinn was talking about a trade and a trade partner, but that is just dumb to have that much money allocated for a guy who's not even going to play Mm. sitting on the bench.
1: So now you wait and see. There's a lot of, I think this is going to be one of the most exciting, compelling. I think last year was too, between free agency, potential trades before the draft went down. There's a lot of movement. Cowboys in the mix now. Are they intrigued with C.J. Stroud? Are they just throwing that out there? Now, again, they'd have to move up from 26 to get there. You know, and Jerry's obviously, you know, he's made some great draft picks. But the team is, (laughs) speaking about a team that's missed its window, the Cowboys are floundering. And you don't want to flounder, Carl. They're floundering, <laughs> you know. And then would you trade Dak? And who would take Dak? And what would Dak? What would the you know what would you get in return for Dak? Even if you th- wanted to entertain this idea, I, I see. I get back to
0: Dallas is it's the coaching situation. I don't think it's the, the players. No, I'm with you 100. I think they got the guys. They just haven't put it together. It's Dukes and Bell. It's our NFL Blitz Brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at prioritymen'smedical.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, introductory press conferences today. We'll let you hear more of this. Uh, we're hoping to grab a couple of cuts just because of Todd Munkin's connection to Georgia. He's now with the Ravens. First time he's been interviewed there and talking about what he wants to do. But also Vic Fangio, Mike, he was talking about, hey, I know I'm getting up there, but I got a lot of coaching left in me. I'm, I'm going to be all right. I still have a lot of coaching left in me. It's not like I'm thinking about retirement or anything. Somebody asked, how much longer are you going to do this? I don't know. It might be 10 years if they'll have me here for 10 years. It's just who I am, what I do, what I enjoy doing. I like the competition. I like teaching players. I like to see players improve as individuals. And putting something
1: together is challenging and fulfilling. Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, you can do it forever. And the Dolphins have a really great defense. Young, you know, they're all over the place. The corners are really athletic, too. I mean, think about it. I mean, Monty Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's dad, was doing it in the NFL, I mean, forever. And he's now 82. You know, these guys are stuck around. Wade Phillips did it for years. So, I mean, you're the KG. We just had a guy here in Atlanta that I thought did a really nice job making lemonade out of lemons. So, you can get it done. You're not after doing the whole thing. you got your little world to control, right?
0: No, it's true. Um, I don't think age, unless a guy just mentally has lost it, age is not the the determining factor. Hey, coming up, what if I told you he said he didn't work as hard as he needed to? Would it bug you? Coming up. Coming up in 10 minutes, yeah, man, no, man. That uh, seems like it was a long time ago, right, when you felt the energy when uh, Marcelo Zuna was at the plate and you felt like something special was going to happen. Well, there's a reason. Marcelo Zuna showed up for spring training over the weekend um, and said that his mind was clear and that his uh, arm is strong and he's ready to to do his best. And and I I feel that. Um, We still owe him a lot of money. We've already paid him, I think, $28 million. Right. In the first two years of this, this deal, we signed him. But the last two years, in my opinion, have been a waste with Marcelo Zuna. Part of it has been his issues, right, off the field and, and the team having to deal with that. But they stayed the course. And look, people have issues. It happens. Whatever. But Mike, when he said, and I'm quoting, if you are not working and you don't do what you need to do, you're going to be down. So that's what happened the last couple of years. He's admitting that he didn't do the work necessary to be great. Now, I could take this one of two ways. I could say, Marcelo Zuna, he's done some reflecting. This is great, Mike. Um, you know what? He's going to be a better player this year. Or mm-hmm. I could take it as... Why haven't the hell you've been doing the work that you need to do? We're paying you a lot of money. Mm. And, you know, two seasons, three seasons ago, we thought you were going to be the Triple Crown winner in that 60-game season where you bowled out and we said it's worth taking a risk on paying this guy. This is a guy we're counting on, and he's admitting that he hadn't been working the last two years? Yeah.
1: We got this year, we got next year at 16 mil, and then there's the club option in 20. We can finally get out from under this, Ronald, uh, this uh, Marcelo Zuna contract. And for the record, I was one of the people lobbying for Marcelo Zuna to get the deal because I remember him when he was a pretty good fielding outfielder. But this goes back to what he said. He was a good fielding outfielder. He was not the butcher you see in the outfield, Carl, when he came up with the Marlins. And maybe sometime in St. Louis, he forgot how to play the outfield. But now when a guy does say that, and I lobbied for the guy, he actually sent us. I remember sent a nice personalized jersey thanking me for him <laughs> lobbying for him to get the contract. So I don't know. And it's And It's been a star-crossed uh, run ever since the, uh, the off-field issues with his, uh, with his wife and then everything else. So, yeah, whatever this guy can do, the best thing can happen for the Braves is this guy gets off to a hot start and you can dump him at the trade deadline. Mark Bowman
0: reports that Ozuna also said his recent issues had a lot to do with his throwing woes. And, and that's why he said, my mind is clear, my arm is strong. Inflammation that continued to bother him after he missed most of 2021. So, okay, that's a physical... I'll give you that. I'll yeah, that's a one. physical ailment, shoulder... Um, you know, when you start looking at the numbers, as Bowman did with, with the, the, the throws at the speed and the rate of speed. OK, it looks like the number from 2020 and 2021, you know, it was a little bit up and then 2022, certainly. But I just don't know if I like the idea. And listen, I'm, I'm going to forgive him. He had issues going on, but I don't know if I like the idea of him saying, if I, you know, if you are not working, and you don't do what you need to do, you're going to be down. Well, what
1: what what work were you missing? Yeah, and you and I talked about it at the time. For those who don't remember, as Matt Olsen was kind of in a slump, one of the things that did pick you up to help win the division is this guy, Marcelo Zuna, batted three ten in September, Carl. And he batted three and again small sample size, but he did bat three sixty four in the the games in October. Yeah, he was heating up. Yeah, so you're hoping there's some momentum there. You know, he did go 0 for 8. They, nobody hit against the Phillies. We know that. But you're hoping there's some momentum. They're like, you got him. They're paying him a lot of loot. But you'd like to get some kind of return on the investment before they finally just throw up their hands and say, good luck. You know, you're Dan Ugla. Goodbye. Well, I mean, you said it. Two more seasons. Basically,
0: the, the player option or the club option, if he if he plays like anything like he's played here these last couple seasons, that's not happening. We may not even get there. But you're on the hook for at least two more years. Yeah. And, and that is why if he's playing well and he's hot, it wouldn't surprise me if Alex Anthopoulos tried to move him. It wouldn't surprise me, you know, um, especially the way that they've gone with this youth movement, Mike, where you're basically giving all these young guys opportunities. Uh, I, I do think they feel like they've got some more choices potentially for that particular position. And, and, and be honest, with the addition now of Sean Murphy, the platoon at catcher, and, and somebody else has got a DH. Yeah, and I love having little D as
1: a DH. That's fine by me. Yeah,
0: somebody else has got Somebody's got a DH. So you have options. It's not like, but if Marcelo Zuna isn't hitting this year, forget about it. Because this to me is the is the this is the cherry on top when you own the fact that well I could have been better but I haven't been because I hadn't been putting in the work and and that's what's changed this season.
1: Hey, let me ask you a question. The last two years for uh, our man Ronald Acuna, it's been just over 200 games combined. But yep. pre COVID, COVID season don't count. So the last time we saw him really going to work was 156 games because of injury. That was 2019. Yep. Is Ronald Acuna going to be? I'll give, it, I'll give you an abstract number. How about top four, top five for? The MVP. Is this a year where Acuna just finally puts it all together, stays healthy, and, and, and dry, this team gets on his back? Listen, he is an MVP candidate every year. He's healthy. Um, I don't know
0: if we realized how encumbersome it would be to recover from the injury for him. We think of him as like the perfect athlete, right? He got hurt. We were like, damn, and it'll be back. Everybody's, oh, he'll be back. And it took a lot longer for him to feel right. Remember at the end of the season last year, he was like, I just haven't felt right. If he's healthy, Mike, he's in the MVP conversation, hands down. He's going to steal, and I said this, with the bases now being a little bit big, he's going to get to 40. I really believe that. It's still a goal for him. He was this close a couple of seasons back. So you're talking about 40 stolen bases. You're talking about the home run power and pop. Mm -hmm. You're talking about, um, you know, the idea of, of Ronald Acuna and his average being up, still being at the top of the lineup. I love it. I think
1: absolutely if he's healthy, he's an MVP candidate. He was 12th in MVP of the year. He won Rookie of the Year. He was fifth that season I talked about in 2019, to your point, in the, in the uh, MVP voting. So, this would be the year, man, everybody healthy. Ozzie being – also, Ozzie Al. you know, we didn't mention Ozzie Alby's being healthy for the whole season, too, avoiding the injury bug. And that's what, you know, you put so much faith in this lineup. There's a cool picture I saw today. I think, I think it was Grant McCauley who posted it. It's Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna. And if Michael money Mike picks up, mm. and Acuna, who looked like Roberto Clemente playing down in Venezuela, he was unbelievable down there. <laughs> so hopefully this is going to be – the Mets can spend more money than anybody, but you still got to be clutch.
0: Coming up, Grant McCauley's going to join us a little bit later on in the show. We'll talk to him about all things Braves. Uh, full squad down there now. And uh, as we said, Marcelo Zuna reporting this weekend. And, and, you know, being interviewed for the first time, he hasn't really spoken a lot um, when you talk about how much we've heard from him, even after the incident, Mike, we didn't hear a whole lot from him. He was just there, and, you know, I I remember Schnitt saying, if he's here, I'm going to play him, right? And that's kind of what happened with Marcelo Zuna, but he's definitely got to be better. That is one guy going into the season. We can talk about all this other stuff. I need to see improvement from him. 404
1: Another story coming out of spring training down at Northport, a guy that everybody has high hopes for. I, I don't know how you'd say high expectations. You got hope from Mike Soroka. Now, Michael Soroka. Um, hamstring injury. Just yeah. to just to simply say, ah, what happens to everybody? Because, you know, DeGrom is going through the same thing. They had to shut him down with the Rangers. But the last thing he said, they, talking to uh, reporters, called it a kick in the groin. Not like someone, not the pain, but like, the, the analogy is like getting kicked in the nuts, the fact that he's got to shut it down for a hamstring right now. Yeah, I.
0: it's just bad luck, right? The timing of right. it is fine because you still have plenty of spring training to get back and be ready for the season. But it's just it's like he can't get out of his own way, and it's no fault of his own. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things, Mike. It's like the injury, you're just pitching. Okay, it happens. And then you're pitching, and then the injury happens again, and you're like, okay, and now you're coming back, and hey, I've done all this rehab, and now I have a setback. Yeah. I,
1: it, it just sucks. You don't want to – we always say he's like goose in Top Gun. You just, you're just you hoping that things are going to turn out okay because if this guy battling with Kyle Wright for the fifth spot in the lineup, everybody would love to see it, be the comeback player, and this guy could win 14 or 15 games, everybody be going bananas. Speaking of Kyle Wright, uh, Grant McCauley had this the other day. He won't be ready for the start of the exhibition season. This happened, I think it was two days ago. Cortisone injection in the shoulder. So it's going to take him
0: a minute to get on track. Yeah, I think um, some of this stuff, and here's the good news about Soroka, by the way. Let me say this. We don't need him to start the season. Mike, he can work his way into this rotation and get his way back. I'll be honest with you guys. If we told me right now that we might not see the best of Mike Soroka until the, the halfway point, I'd be fine with that. Season's long. He doesn't need to be ready at the beginning of the season. I just need to know, is he going to be reliable after the midway point, where we start to say, "Okay, this is what this rotation looks like," and can we count on it maybe for the playoffs?
1: But this goes back to why, in the off season, I was saying I know, like everyone's hoping that Charlie Morton will now go from four and a third five and a third. You're paying him $20 million a year. I still think the Braves need more starting pitching. Mark Bowman says that uh, Kyle Wright, he may be ready for one of the Braves' first two series to start the season. So, basically, no right for preseason, for spring training. And Soroka is a big question mark. But that's your fifth. Those are the two guys supposed to be your fifth starter.
0: Anderson will be – he should be fine. But that's the – it's not like we're at the end of the season. The beauty of this is they don't necessarily have to be ready right now if the season started. And it doesn't. We still got, you know, six more weeks or whatever, and then you'll see where they're at. But I don't think the Braves need to be impatient in trying to rush these guys back. Listen, Mike, Michael Soroka can help us if he's healthy. But I need him healthy. And that means you don't have to rush him back. If this, what is it, a growing, Mike? Growing, in, growing No, it's, it's a hamstring, but, it's interest, but it felt like a shot to the ground. Okay, so this hamstring, and we know this, these hamstrings will pop. These right. things will put I mean, it's like a rubber band. If you stretch, you've got to be very careful about these injuries.
1: Frustrating, though, because, you know, I just, I get it. Pitches and catches report, and everybody gets an entire six weeks to get ready for this season. So it's, it could be worse. It could be the Rangers and DeGrom's like first day. Oh, 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 wait a minute. And that's a guy you're spending a hell of a lot more money. We're no. spending on these guys. No
0: doubt about it. Braves fans, what do you think? Uh, and what are your expectations for Marcelo Ozuna? Chris, let's put a poll up because I want to know what you think. Do you think he bounces back? Guys, in twenty twenty one, he almost won the triple crown. <laughs> I mean, it's why we went, yes, we've need we need this guy. It seems like a long time ago. But the last two years have been, eh. All right, we'll put up a poll question to Dukes and Bell. We're coming back. Bo Morgan's going to join us next with Yeah Man, No Man. Thanks for all the pictures over the weekend. Long weekend with President's Day for most of you enjoying uh, not only an ice cold Hey Man Ale, the original, or watermelon lime, which you can get at any Publix in the state of Georgia. Just ask for it. And also your picks, man. The best picks. Hashtag Dukes and Bell tailgate at home went up on Insta. So thank you guys for participating, men and women. Coming back, Bo Morgan next.
2: more NFL conversation is on the way
0: it is franchise tag period day at least the day it starts uh, today it doesn't mean anything as far as the deadline which is really if you get franchise tag we said this you have until July to work out a long-term deal but today if a team was tempted and it hasn't happened yet because it's not four but um, it starts at four o'clock if you're tempted if you Mike you want to work out a long-term deal with Lamar you do this right and it gives you that exclusive period. To, to do this, we'll see what happens. Uh, more on that coming up as we move along today. Grant McCauley in the 5 o'clock hour here on Dukes and Bell. Uh, we were talking about the All-Star game, if you're just joining us. Um, the All-Star game was fine, okay? But you had players in it, in the NBA, who were saying, we've got to find a way to make it more competitive. We'll give you our thoughts on mm-hmm. it and wait until you hear what Charles Barkley said about it. Right now, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man.
2: It's time for Yemen yeah Man No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one.
0: Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State.
2: And gives rapid fire
0: questions.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better Boulder. All right, Bo, hope your uh, long weekend was fun. I'm going to beat you to it because the weather was incredible.
2: Nice. It was. It was absolutely incredible, Chris, the weather. You know, the, the worst <laughs> part about it for me is I only got out once on the golf course. One day? One day. You got a full weekend <laughs> of great weather and you only got out one day. Well, it was a little bit cold for most of the day Saturday. Okay. <laughs> and I had plans at night and I knew Sunday cause see, I've, I've, I think I've said this. Football season, I let projects kind of pile up. Yeah. And then during. That's honey, I'll get to it when I get to during it. During January, February. And
0: that's because you're the executive producer of the Falcons Radio Network and you're so busy traveling every week, right?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, a little envy talking there, maybe. I don't <laughs> know. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I want to get them done in January and February. Yeah. That way, when, when the good weather does come, I can spend all weekend on the golf course without Chris. Um, so. Doesn't she owe you, though, for this whole Titanic thing? Like, when,
1: when, what does she owe you, by the yeah. way? Uh, Squid uh, Billy had to go sit through Titanic the movie in a theater Yeah, in what 3D like t- uh, 10 days ago. What yeah. have you demanded from
2: her? Nothing. I don't demand things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, mm-hmm. I have demanded her help in these projects. but So there's no
1: quid pro quo when you do something maybe outside your comfort level. Nice political take. Thank term. you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you a man
1: little squid pro quo
2: man you know what i want what, what let you... me do what i want if i want to play golf on saturday mm-hmm. i'm gonna play golf on saturday maybe i want to play golf on saturday and sunday just don't yell at me don't okay. give me don't all give right. me crap all that's right. what that's see do favors you get your way
0: 69 I th- easy <laughs> easy
2: <laughs> all right anyways uh, i don't know where chris is at today <laughs> <laughs> you know, he gets a little full of himself. He got two days on the air and a three-day weekend, and he thinks he's, you know. Hey, he did an admirable job, did uh, job filling job. in
0: for this program
2: right. on, he did. on Monday. He did. One day I let him fill in for, in my, for my job, you mm-hmm. know. Wow.
1: But anyway, there's a good healthy tension behind the glass. And we continue with Yeah, Man, No, Man.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good weekend. I knew Sunday was a NASCAR day, man. I had the mm-hmm. Mississippi pot roast of cooking, and I uh, watched a little Daytona, and, uh, you know, threw who, back a few.
0: Who are you rooting for? No, I know you
2: weren't rooting for Ricky. No, I actually was pulling for Ricky because it was either him or the 22 car, and I didn't want the 22 to win. Okay, It really but was the
1: lesser of two evils if you're a hardcore NASCAR fan because nobody really cares about Stenhouse and nobody likes Legato.
2: I always pull for – I like Chase and I like mm-hmm. Ryan Blaney. So I, I like both those guys. Who was Ricky dating? He was dating Danica, Danica. Patrick. That's, that's
1: right. Yeah, Danica. That's right. I just it just dawned on I me. Mean, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It just it, yeah. I, but that's been over, right? There were all those great jokes yeah. about him and uh, whatever, it be at Talladega Daytona. Always oh, Ricky Stenhouse bump drafting Danica down the back stretch. <laughs> okay. Just
2: remember, Aaron Rodgers, Ricky Stenhouse came before you. Oh, easy. Snap. Hey, he's got as many he's wow. got as many Daytona 500 wins as Aaron Rodgers that's does true. Super Bowls. Yeah, but it
0: was the wording, Bo. It was the wording yes, that yes, you yes. just used.
2: What? He was there first. They dated. He dated her first. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's one way to put it. You guys make things dirty. I'm just speaking the English language. That's all I'm doing. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know. I know you guys have been killing NBA players. Today. Probably still pretty wet. <laughs> no, just basically saying the. Do your job. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna kill a former NBA player because I, I've got a beef with Jalen Rose. Uh oh. Uh, the Fab Five, Jalen Rose. Yeah. Uh, the the Jalen Rose that was that was uh, married to Molly Kiram
0: yes um, yeah that that was over before you knew it wasn't it? It was um, She's zesty.
2: Yeah so my thing is I think Jalen Rose has lost touch mm. with reality like completely lost touch and the reason I think that is uh, he was talking and I found this on Twitter he was talking about what the average person should pay for a haircut. Chris? So first off, the minimum you're supposed to be spending for a
0: quality barber is $100. I'm here to defend the sanctuary that is called Barbers and Beauticians. You know, so many guys and people out there think y'all going to show up and get a fly haircut and y'all going to spend $35. Y'all going to go to the end of the line. Y'all going to hit up y'all barber. They're going to send you to the voicemail. you will have a 1 o'clock appointment. You're going to get there at 1 o'clock and somebody going
1: to be sitting in the chair. Yeah, I mean, he's talking more about, uh, you know, taking care of your guy. I mean, C-note for a cut. It's a lot for some trim, Carl. I'm
0: sorry? What?
2: Uh, Bo, why do you take issue with this? Because he's – the average person is not paying $100 for a haircut. The average person in this day and time with the inflation that we deal with, you know, $12 eggs – I mean, this this sounds about as bad as, <laughs> as not knowing what, it, what the price of eggs is. <laughs> You know, but, like, this is out of touch with reality. Yeah. What, what are you guys willing to pay for a haircut? All
0: right. So uh, this is this is probably not what you want to hear. Uh-oh. But he's talking about the sanctuary or the barbershop, which, listen, I'm all about, you know, prices, increasing your price. And I've talked about this. At one point, you could go and get a, a really nice haircut, okay? And I'm speaking from my experience mm-hmm. as, as a black man. But you go to a black barbershop and you get a haircut, And you paid $30 plus tip, and you were still talking about $40, $45, which is a lot of money. But I got to tell you, the last time I went, I think it was – the price was $40-some-odd. The last time I went and I came in and we were talking about Trey Young because it was a whole big discussion about whether Trey was a superstar. I, I think if you are paying for the camaraderie, what are you paying for? See, here's my point. You go and you sit and you talk and you have these great conversations with people and, Mike, you are talking to people that you don't see every day or maybe you run into guys that you that you know. Right. But part of the experience is just being in the barbershop. Haircut doesn't take two hours or an hour and 30 minutes, but you could be in the chair for that long, and these guys are charging accordingly because time is money. And so these prices have gone up. I'm not going to tell you that I, I would pay $100, but I know where Jalen's going with this as prices
1: have gone up and then you're tipping your guy and you're taking care of your guy it gets expensive, man. Well, the thing is, the barbershop now has become a thing for guys as opposed to the ones that everyone listening grew up with. Now it's a thing, whether it's, you know, the swag shop at the Hawks game. Mm-hmm. to Downstairs, we have It's It's an, it's an experience. is a spot. I think in some spots, you give you a single, you know, you get a single malt or you get yourself a nice bourbon, and you sit there and you get your hair cut, and it's a whole different animal. Me, myself, and I, I wouldn't spend more than $25 for a haircut, you know, if I can avoid it. That's why I go to, like, I'll go to supercuts. I got a guy or wherever you get local haircut. problem with those places is those people move in and out. You have a girl you like, and what happened to So and So? Oh, she got divorced. She moved to Mississippi. That's okay, true. so you have a hard time. So the point is, he's also paying for the quality and consistency. So even though the average Joe wouldn't come near a hundred dollar haircut, if you are an NBA star doing TV, yes, obviously you can afford it. But I understand a little bit of where he's coming from. Well,
0: and not that I would do it, but I also think that this is something else that that we do. We try to follow our guy around. Correct. To your point, right? You don't, you know, you're saying if the, somebody does your hair this week and they move in three weeks, you go back. You got someone new. Brothers will follow their barber because once I find out that Mm -hmm. you can cut my hair the way I want it cut and done – where are you at? Oh, man, I moved 30 thirty miles south of the city. I'll be down there. Right.
1: That's what happens. American Haircuts down on 10th. I had a guy, Alex, there for almost two years. That was my guy. And then when he left, I left. You're right. You follow your dude.
0: DJ Diesel says, Dukes, man, Jalen Rose, come on, man. I'm not paying $100 for a haircut. You can do that. Bye, boy. He says that on Twitter. Right. A lot of people, it sounds ridiculous. Let me ask you this. When your wives or girlfriends go get their hair oh, done. Oh, forget it. Forget your it. wives or girlfriends. Four, four and five times that, believe it or not. Go get their hair done. Yeah. But do they tell you how much they're paying? Because no. women, don't it's different. Know. It's different. Don't want to know.
1: Don't tell me. Fix, your mic, hair fix hair your, your mic. Fix your mic. i your, your mic is flaccid. No. There just, we go. But women spend, because the coloring and the stuff and all the other stuff, and I don't, I don't know what they do, but they're gone for half a day, and it's a fortune. But I'm just saying, if you came home and said, honey, I spent as much on my hair,
0: <laughs> my cut, as you did on your hair, it's probably going to be some issues.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't want to know what they pay. Mm. Just just leave me out of it. I really don't care because if I knew everything my wife spent money on, I'd be already I would already be dead with a heart attack. So mm. I don't want to know the things that she spends cuz I'm the I'm the frugal one and she is a spender. That's okay. Yeah. I've got a buddy that he's a spender and his wife is a frugal one. So it, it it there's always that balance. I think most relationships, there is a balance there where one is willing to spend and the other's not. Don't tell me. I have followed, I had a, a, a friend of mine's wife. I grew up with him and I've known her for a long time. She used to cut my hair for free. I'd go over there, she'd cut it. Then she got, she's like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to do that at home anymore. And I started paying because I was loyal, mm. because I, I, I take care of people that have taken care of me. And I've overpaid for haircuts just to, just to show my appreciation. Sure. Right? But yeah. right. But $100? Yeah. Every kind I mean,
1: it does. This gets back to a lot of folks feeling that he's completely out of touch with the average Joe. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and ben, that's why
1: he was getting killed pretty much nationally by the uh, by folks on social media.
0: Ben says, my wife has her hair appointments one and two times a year, Max. I'm getting a cut monthly. It equals out. That's that's true. Hmm. Guys, if you gotta keep your cut nice and
1: clean, you're, you're right. It now, does equal out. I will say this: if you just basically letting your hair grow a little bit, I get the wall razor, I can do the back, I can trim the sides, put a three, it's like it's almost idiot-proof. Yeah. You know, but you gotta, but again, if you jack it up and you look like you've cut your own hair.
0: Bo, I'll say this. Uh it's Dukes and Bell of Sports Radio 929 the game. Uh Jalen Rose came out and said, if you're not paying 100 bucks for your cut, you're not getting a quality cut. The last time I went to the barber, I overpaid because everything's on the app, right? So it's like, oh, yeah. And I didn't realize it until I left. And he hits me back. He's like, hey, man, you, you paid me like double. And I was like, well, I guess the next one's free because <laughs> I paid you double. So mm. I didn't intend to do that, but that's probably as close as it's come to yeah. overpaying for a haircut uh, with, with the tip and everything. But I'm going to get that. But then it's again, coming back the to The last
1: that. time remember, I told the story about when I got the haircut and kind of went to a whole other direction, the beautiful girl that shampooed my hair. Remember the, the Colombian girl mm-hmm. the hair and the perfume and the cleavage? I'm sorry? Over the, over the sink. And that tip just kind of grew exponentially as the haircut continued. She's going to massage my scalp.
0: What else does she do?
1: Well, that's it. All right, other, you know what? Other I'm people, just saying. You know, I'm he's saying, going down this road. Other, I want to know the full treatment. Other people, I, get, I couldn't get out of the chair for a minute, but the point is, Carl, she got a big tip. It's all relative, but I'm mean, at 100 bucks. Jalen Rose, you sound like an elitist. You sound like a guy who's completely out of touch with the planet.
0: Doc Holliday tweets at us. He says, put him up. See, Duke's traveling barbers around the city. Make $100. Right. If they if I call a guy to come mm-hmm. cut my hair here where we're at at the office, he's going to charge me a C-note. That's what Doc, doc oh, yeah, is saying. they're
2: coming right. to you. That's completely different. So isn't
0: that what Jalen's talking about, though? Or is no. he talking about going into the barbershop?
2: He doesn't specify. Okay. Right. Okay. He's But he did say at the end, he was like talking about going to the barbershop, if you don't pay quality money. but There might be a guy in the chair. You might get backed up. Look, by the way, he looks like a guy that gets his hair done. Me and Jason uh, Whispers, you call him. Uh, who runs our uh, Twitch, Yeah, he was like, yeah, he probably gets a cut every other day, which yeah. is a lot of money to spend That's true. $100 a pop.
0: All right, hold on real quick. I got to say this. If you're a quality barber, hit me in the DMs. I'm getting mm-hmm. cuts for, for the whole crew. Right. Everybody, Chris, even you,
2: DM me. I'm getting cuts for the show with a reasonable price. All right, Bo, continue. All right, we got to get out of <laughs> here. As always, Yeah, My No Man is brought to you by W Sauce, America's Worcestershire sauce, bigger, better. Boulder, get over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you, and don't forget, my friends, at the Georgia Hemp Company at GeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10 to get 10% off your order online today. Turtle, hit my non-elitist music.
1: This will be the uh, game winner tonight. We will do that where you get your hair cut and how much you're willing to pay for a, a little trim. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) By the way, a couple guys in the text line say, I think we set a record for double entendre.
0: I think so. That particular segment started with Bo talking about somebody being where somebody was before they were there. Mm. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about Todd Monk, and he takes over as the OC of the Ravens, talking about what his new gig is. His old gig was, well, the Georgia OC. But it gets us to uh, something we need to talk about, and also major changes potentially to college football. If you've not heard what we're talking about, stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, I, I can hit balls.